Blog Talk Radio. Christmas gift and 
be told that Freezer Thompson's retiring from wrestling. But, you know, hey, good luck, Freezer, and uh, I guess we're pulling for you. But, uh, ladies we, we and gentlemen, are. we are. We're going to go we're ahead and. We're going to go ahead and, uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and answer or ask the question. Excuse me. We're not going to answer it. Uh, for the free tickets, we're going to give you all hour to think on this one. Uh, first, correct answer in the comments section of the live or calling in 347-989-1171 is going to win the two free tickets that we're giving away tonight. And the question is, mm-hmm. in 1995, December of 1995, the World Wrestling Federation put on an in-your-house pay-per-view and the main event was Bret Hart defending the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Who was his opponent this uh, for that matchup uh, for free tickets mm. to AFWF Hostel Holidays? I think that's a good question, Cornbread, but we're not going to spend too much time on it. We're going to uh, wait for uh... Ray. Man, tell me why Ray's in the comment section saying he's going to end me. See, mm. What did I ever do to oh. stay, stay, focused, stay, stay focused, Mike. Stay focused, Mike. Stay focused, Mike. We got a show here. Stay focused, Mike. My security guard's going to be there. We're going to be good. But, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a stacked card to get to. So until we get the correct answer, we're going to keep on rolling. Feel free if you want to join the action, 347-989-1171. Call in with your thoughts and opinions on any match we have coming up this Saturday night. Look at that. Luke Justice is going to protect me. That's what I like. Man, I tell you what, these two young kids, we'll get to that matchup in just a moment. But we're going to start things off with what we're calling the Holiday Gathering Battle Royal. And this one, of course, going to be for the golden ticket, Cornbread. We all know how important that golden ticket is to the ASWF and what it means to the ASWF. Obviously, we saw at the last show Ray Ray cashing it in for this, uh, what we're now calling the Krampus's Playground matchup in the main event this mm-hmm. Saturday night at Holidays. But, uh, you know, just going to go ahead and go at this handicap. And, it, I mean, you know, a <laughs> – the thing is, with this, I, I break it down, and I believe there are a few individuals who I think could capture it. But I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and go out and start and say that I think that we're going to have our first ever two-time Mr. Golden Ticket. After thinking okay. of it over the past uh, 24 hours, I think the storybook Prince Gasol is in for a big night as he wins the Golden Ticket in our first opening contest. Wow, uh, that that's one heck of a pick, Mike. And um, I guess we might as well go ahead and say say this now. And, and you you touched on it, and uh, we we discussed it. You know, I mean that's a golden opportunity that um, Ray of the Manai decides to give up, and now someone else is given an opportunity just for you know just you know just for a title shot. I mean. People don't realize that when you have that golden ticket, you can challenge for any championship at any time you want. Pretty much, some say you literally have the the championship right in your hand. But remember what happened the last time Gaston 
had that golden ticket. Uh, he cashed in, and he cashed in unsuccessfully against then-champion Curtis Dawn. So, I know Gaston will be your pick. Um, it, it's too tough for me to call. Um, if I have to call a pick, it's either one of three choices. Either D-Mike or, as scary as it sounds, Hansman. Or KT. Well, you know that's an interesting pick. You know the big man K Toomer has been on a roll, on a run as of late, running through the entire ASWF roster. So that would certainly be something to behold, and you know a nightmare scenario for all the champions in the ASWF. But you made an interesting uh, guess there in uh, Heinzman or prediction in Heinzman, and you know Heinzman yeah. as always is. Uh, active in the comments section or giggles or whatever he yeah any 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 weird scenario what a that's just a scenario we could go ahead and go over here in a little bit when we get to uh the matchup he's got coming up uh this saturday night and we got a little bit Uh of activity here in the comment section aaron comments says pretty boy matt odom uh is going to be the winner. He said Corn is going to take over the Valiant Arena. So, uh, and a, a prediction for the Pretty Boy. I mean, the Pretty Boy's been on a heck of a roll as of late here in the ASWF, and he'd love to cap it off by winning a uh, golden ticket. Uh, well, I was going to say, I was going to say, sorry, Mike, to interrupt. I was going to say, let me add something to that comment there. Um, you're talking about guys on a hot streak. Odin? We'll also add Tyler Knight onto that list because he has come. He's kind of been a little bit, some say almost like a scratch. But bottom line, I think he's kind of scratched the surfaces since he had a new attitude change, and he's been he's been on the red hard trail too. So we cannot leave him out. Go ahead. You're right about that. Uh, I want to address something, Amanda. No, it was not Jeff Jarrett. Uh, we're still looking for the correct answer for our tickets. But you're absolutely right. The Pretty Boy, also another uh, nice pick for the winner of this golden ticket. I mean, obviously, there's a long list of names that could possibly win this golden ticket this Saturday night live from the Valley Arena, and it's going to be something to behold with that massive humanity getting in that ring. You never know. It, it may be something somebody we're not even thinking of yet. Uh, you know, yeah. it could be somebody like uh, Justin Vincent. Justin Vincent, I'm sure, would love to uh, get the opportunity. That, and speaking of Justin Vincent getting an opportunity, Cornbread, Justin Vincent is yeah. getting an opportunity at redemption against this assailant that uh, since Halloween Resurrection has just absolutely been torturing him. Not only physically, but emotionally, mentally. I mean, the man kidnapped Daniel Vincent for crying out loud. That's just how personal this has gotten for Justin Vincent. But the thing is, you know, in the small amounts of time we've seen this assailant, uh, you know, Justin Vincent really hasn't been able to get much off on him. I'm going to be honest with you. You know I'm a straight shooter, Cornbread. I, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just don't see Justin Vincent able to overcome this. 
mentally as well as physically, I think that this uh, this guy, whoever he is, is going to pick up the victory. And uh, uh, let me add on to that point, Mike, because, um, you know, you said we, we saw the Halloween Resurrection back in October, and we're, see, we're still seeing it here now two months later. The fact that we don't even know who this guy is. And Brandon, he won. He won that specialty his specialty match back at Holloway Resurrection. He won that match. It was what happened after winning that match that kind of shifted everything mentally for him. And he's attacked his brother, and his brother's still not cleared to compete. So he's he. I mean, I, I've been told he's been improving, but he's not cleared to compete. And here's the whole mystery behind this whole thing. Who is this guy? I mean, he comes out of nowhere and just, I mean, he's he sent strange messages the last month and a half directed towards Justin Benson. I mean, he he actually had Daniel kind of tied up. Uh, at first, he had him tied up around the neck right over there near the entrance right over there close to our position. And Noah realized what was going on. And Justin Vincent just bailed out of a matchup. Then came what happened two weeks ago, and all of a sudden, he's all tied up. And right when he turned his back towards the the entrance curtain, out the guy came again. So, I mean, I mean you call it torture. I, I think it's much more than torture. I mean, this has become very, very, very personal quickly. And maybe... Maybe we have one on one match between these between these guys. Maybe this guy will reveal himself. Maybe we'll find out who this guy is. Right now, we're just stuck in the standstill at the moment. You know, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I'm almost scared to find out who this guy is that uh, has been just torturing, like I said, Justin Vincent. But it's certainly something that's going to be interesting. Obviously. Justin stating on social media earlier this week when we went over this matchup on the live feed that uh, obviously his brother Daniel going to be there to watch his back. Uh, we still do not have a correct answer. None, none of the answers so far, Amanda and Nicole, have been correct. Uh, keep trying, though. Uh, definitely Google may very well be your friend. Uh, but with that being said, uh like I said, I just I don't see it, Cornbread. I, I mean, I don't know if you want to uh, think that Justin Vincent is going to all of a sudden get this inhumane ability, but there's just there, there, there's no way. What's up, Christian? There's absolutely no way. I, I don't see Justin Vincent walking out the walking out victorious this Saturday night. Well, and, and, and plus, and, and let's just hypothetically uh, talk this. No, no. Talk about this uh, very, very quickly. I mean, hypothetically speaking, this individual that that's tortured could it be a new star, a, a newcomer to the ASWF? Could he be a former ASWF champion? Could he be a ASWF Hall of Famer? Who knows who this guy could be? And, 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 and you know, it's really tough to prepare for an opponent. With bottom line. One, he hasn't been in a ring. Two, you've only seen no, you've only been 
to be seeing them on and off again, almost like a specialty or a novelty act. And three, with the videos and everything that's been occurring, what is his motive? Is Justin Benton his motive, or is there another method to the madness? I mean, that may absolutely be true. Uh, certainly something to keep your eye on. But, Cornbread, real quick before we move on, and no, Amanda, we do not have the correct answer. Uh, I had uh, Zach Vaughn's wife on here earlier. If you think you have the answer, go ahead and comment before somebody can uh, get the answer uh, before you. But, uh, you know, go ahead and give us your prediction, Cornbread. Is Justin Vincent going to be able to get some retribution this Saturday night? If he does, I will say he'll have to pull, he'll have to do it with a small package pin. Okay. Okay. If he okay. does. Because, I mean, I mean, I mean, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if you have really noticed, a lot of Vince's wins, if it's not a tables match or chairs match, if you've really been paying attention to a lot of Vince's matches, all of them have come within by using either a small package pin or an inside cradle. I think if he were to win it, he'll have to pull off one of those two or maybe a victory roll. Well, very observant there, Cornbread. I'm almost a little bit impressed if I wasn't so sickened by you. Uh, We're going to go ahead and move on, though. Uh, Another matchup full of personal implications. This matchup, uh, these guys have been friends for quite some time. We got Heinzman versus Christian Cross. I, mm. I mean, that one definitely tough to handicap. I mean, you've got this. I, I mean, which Heinzman are we gonna get? Are we gonna get Heinzman or are we gonna get Giggles? I mean, right now, if I'm betting money and placing it down on the table, I, I'm gonna have to say Giggles has completely taken over Heinzman. I mean, all you have to do is look through the comments section here tonight, and uh, and uh, certainly something interesting to behold. Amanda Duran, you got the correct answer. Go ahead and go ahead and message the ASWF Facebook page with your name and address. Don't forget a photo ID this Saturday night as you get to go to Hostel Holidays for free. Congratulations. Um, you know, that's what I I ask myself: Are we getting Heinzman? Christian Cross's friend, or are we getting, are we getting this giggles? You know, you see Heinzman, Christian Cross, ha 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 ha. Yeah. I just, I literally can't wrap my mind around this dude right now. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Mike. Um, no, no one has the first hand. Um, like I do for a, a little bit touching over eight years, I, I must say this. Um, you're not going to get the quote-unquote friendship um, Heisman with Christian Cross this, this weekend. You, you can forget about it. You remember how you remember how you said that when you entered the, the penitentiary of pain that it changes people? Remember yeah, that, Mike? Absolutely, I definitely remember that. Well, guess what? Um, you was very prophetic in that statement because 
It was Halloween because it was Halloween Resurrection. That's where we saw this whole transformation of Hodgman. Inside that penitentiary pain match, we saw, I mean, literally, we saw a whole completely different side of people that we thought we'd never see. I mean, granted, I mean, he might be one of them. But throw Hodgman at the top of that list because ever since then, I mean, he has literally, you know, some stage been a nutcase, but bottom line, he, he you call him maniacal. I, I, I call him, and I call him, you know, just black crazy. But throw out the fact that uh, that match with him and Christian Cross will be the quote unquote gentleman's quarterly. This is going to be a fight, and it will be personal. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, just looking at this, I mean, and the laughing from Heinzman continues. I, right. I mean, I, okay, here's how I'm going to do my prediction on this matchup. Go I'm going to say the Eagles will be the competitor in this contest. I'm going to say Giggles continues to dominate, and this may be the last opportunity we get for Christian Cross to, you know, possibly save Heinzman before this Giggles completely takes over. Cornbread, what do you think? Well, if if, if you honestly want my opinion on the on the subject or my prediction. I'll say um, with this new maniacal variation of Hansman, this may be the Hansman that gets him over the top. And may, granted, it's crazy, it's silly, it's it's nuts, and it's insane. But maybe this this could be something that could revitalize Hansman's career. I have no idea. But I'll say with I, I'll say. I'll say this, you know, even though both, both men known each other for a very, very long time, uh, Christian Cross has not been in the ring competing almost at a full pace for over a year plus like Hosman has. So will that come back and fight Christian Cross? I don't know. But with this new attitude of Hosman, I'll say Hosman gets the win. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I I, I think it it is unanimous. Uh, This monster is going to keep rolling. Uh, Next, we have a matchup that is five-plus years in the making for Mr. Brad Hicks. Uh, The rooftop ladder match, as it's being being billed, for the vacant – ASWF Evolution Championship. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of the details on this thing. Insane Shane won the ASWF Evolution Championship back at Halloween Resurrection in the penitentiary of pain. Uh, Shane, due to not being able to defend the championship, uh, being unable to defend the championship, was stripped of the ASWF Evolution Championship by Commissioner Britt. and Steve-O was told, hey, you got a matchup Saturday night uh, to possibly win this vacated Evolution Championship. The Board of Directors Cornbread met this past Sunday with both Brad Hicks and 
MC acting as representatives for the respective clients or friends, protégés, whatever we want to call them. And the final determination was that, yes, that Kid Crazy making his return to the Valiant Arena recently could step in Mm -hmm. and fill Mm -hmm. in for Insane Shane for this vacated title. But they raised the bar just a little bit more and made it a ladder match because as the board of directors wrote in their decision, no man has a valid claim to the title. We're going to raise it above the ring, put a 15-foot ladder to catch it and grab it and possess it. Uh, Mm. You know, important fact to keep in mind here, Cornbread, Kid Crazy undefeated in ladder matches. How do you handicap this? Yeah. That that may be the determining factor right there, uh, Mike. Um, and of course, uh, actually, both men really returning to um, turning to competition because um, granted, we've seen we've seen Steve-O on on again, off again, but um, still back still back active in the game. And same, um, we've been seeing the return of Kick Crazy, or the or as you would say, the infamous KID. Um, if I was really having to handicap this matchup, um, I have not, and maybe my memory may serve me um, incorrectly. I probably have to go back through some footage here, but my memory kind of serves me as Kid Crazy being the the overwhelming favorite when it comes to ladder matches. I mean, I mean, a lot of times, I, I mean, when it comes to risk taking. Get crazy, can do it. I, we've seen him do it before. He's taken a ton, a ton of risk. And this past Saturday, um, I'm about to say uh, two weeks ago, he sent a direct message right to Steve-O. And I think that's what prompted the board of directors to make this decision. Now, will he win the matchup? It, it, it's very, very tough to call. It's very, very tough to bet against him. But for Steve-O to win this match, he's literally going to have to eliminate the legs and the knees um, of Kid Crazy because you put it, if you put Kid Crazy in the ropes, he's fine. If you put him near ladders, he's fine. He's most dangerous in the air compared to Steve-O. So, if I really have to handicap it, I would say hmm, if Steve were to win the title, it will probably be underneath a 49-51 ratio. Okay, okay. Well, Aaron says he's crazy, but Steve is a bad, bad man. This is going to be so much fun. And, you know, I agree. This is going to be an amazing ladder match. Uh, tremendous implications. I mean, we've talked about all night how personal these issues that are going to be coming to a head this Saturday night are. You look at, uh, like I said, this matchup about five, six years in the making for Kid Crazy. Kid Crazy's been sitting back waiting for his opportunity to get at Brad Hicks. And this is the ultimate opportunity for Brad Hicks' past that he so wants to bury and he wants to forget about. He wants everybody to forget about to come back and bite him in the you-know-what. 
Uh, Chick Crazy, obviously, we all remember Cornbread. You weren't around the ASWF yet, but a group right. known as the Infamous Connection. And that is why he gotcha. was known as the Infamous KID. And uh, when the Infamous Connection was running rough shot, there was nothing bigger and nothing holding them back, not even the proverbial best of the best could hold them down. And uh, then it all of a sudden just hit a brick wall. And when that happened, you know, K-Crazy went down with an injury. And I've talked to K-Crazy this week, and he said, Brad abandoned me. That's the kind of man that Brad Hicks is. He uses you, and then he abandons you when he's done with you. And he said that he's finally going to get his retribution, something that he says no man has been able to do thus far. But Kid Crazy thinks he's the man for the job. Well, well, Mike, well, Mike let me ask you this question. You know, if we're talking strategy here, you know, what? How does that affect Steve-O's game plan? Because he went, he came, he came into this this whole scenario thinking, especially since Halloween Resurrection, he came into this whole scenario thinking insane shame, insane shame, insane shame, trying to prepare for insane shame, insane shame. Now all of a sudden, you have a kid crazy thrown into the works. How you, how you think that's going to affect that game plan? Well, that's something definitely to keep an eye on is how much of the game plan Stevo is able to adapt to Kid Crazy. I mean, similar styles, I will admit that. Uh, obviously, Shane, a little bit more experienced in throwing the Muay Thai kicks, the MMA background, you know, things of that nature. But, uh, you know, the speed is what uh, both men rely on, speed and quickness. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Steve-O's got to watch out for, uh, is well, the speed quickness of the, um, of the, uh... well, well, Mike, let me throw in this point. Um, you talk about striking game. You might want to put that plus, that, uh, striking game on the plus side, on the side of, uh, get crazy here. Because, uh, and granted, no, granted, I wasn't there during the whole infamous connection, with him and inside with uh, Kid Crazy and all that, but I have seen him personally um, in matches to where the bottom line he he loves the kick, he loves the strike. So put the kicks and the strikes along inside that category um, on the side of Kid Crazy here. I mean, and plus that's not to diminish, that's not to diminish at all, Stevo because Stevo's a former ASWF champion. He won that belt this year, and he's also an ASWF Hall of Famer. So we cannot discredit that. You're absolutely right about that. Well, before we get to our predictions, ladies and gentlemen, holding on the line, and I believe he probably heard my comments from Kid Crazy earlier this week about how Brad abandoned him when he went down with an injury uh, during that run as the infamous connection, Mr. Brad Hicks. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and bring them on before we get to our predictions. Brad, 48 hours away, will it be retribution or will Steve-O walk out with the Evolution Championship? Well, you know, I've listened to respectfully Cornbread 
to break down the match. I've listened to you uh, without any respect break down the match. And, you know, to, to be honest with you, there's factors that, that you guys aren't putting into the equation. Number one, Kid Crazy's been out since 2016. Okay? Now, you know, Steve-O just coming back off of, you know, some time off, especially from the former Evolution champion uh, trying to take him out, and that's where this all started, really, in the Evolution title picture, was that our target number one had acquired the Evolution championship and then had to vacate it, but in the process, you know, kind of made that all, you know, a part of our mission statement, I guess you say. Now, the factor, though, that I will say kind of blindsided uh, both myself and Steve-O was the addition of the ladder into the match, the ladder match, you know. Uh, Kid Crazy, uh, as far as research has gone back and, and seen from myself, is undefeated in ladder matches. Steve-O's never really been in a ladder match. A ladder match is made for a smaller guy. Steve-O obviously not a smaller guy, but, you know, the, the factors that I want to take into play, and, and you, Cornbread, I know that you will, as an astute colleague, uh, will do. Um, Michael's going to go with his putrid heart over there on what he probably believes. So we can pretty much say that, that he's going to go with kid crazy, yada, 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 whatever. But, Cornbread, what I ask of you is is to take into consideration several things in this match. Number one, let's go from an advisory standpoint. Who has the experience? That would be me. You know, 364 yeah. days on Friday removed from one of the biggest matches in ASWF history, a match that saw the end of one of the Worst guys in, in, in the business, in Bad Brad, Mr. 99%. Yes, that was me. I'm still around, but that's not me, you know. And and Michael knows what match I'm yeah. talking about. That was between, uh, that was the last man standing match on the 15th of December. But, but I've got to ask you, you know, what do you say to Kid Crazy's uh, assertion that you're trying to bury him? That you're trying to make bury people him. forget about him? Bury, uh, bury, Brad, bad Brad, that you're trying to forget your wife. And no, he said right. that. He, no, he's right. And he's he's absolutely right. Bad Brad is no more. Mr. 99% is no more. I am not going to ever bring that person back, ever. There's no cause that could cause that to come out. There's no way possible. Only because that's a bad person. But going back to what I was saying, and, and you can take this into your you know accounts, First of all, from an advisory standpoint, like I was saying, the big match experience comes from my side. This is going to be one of, the, of MC's biggest matches that he's leading the clientele into. You know, Evolution mm-hmm. title on the line, lighter match. So we're going to see where his expertise comes into play. But on, t- on, the, backstory, on the backside sorry, of that, the experience goes to the competitor. You know, Kid Crazy's got the experience in the ladder match. Steve-O doesn't, so... There's you an offset. So where's that third factor come from? That's what we. That's what me and Steve-O have been looking at is where that third factor can come from. And, and at this point, we're still still looking because right now, where this is an even match, and I think it's going to come down to whoever makes the last mistake. You know, 
And I hate to say it that way because I like to have a lot of confidence, but right now in, in Steve-O's camp, we feel good. You know, we're, we're working really hard. He's, he's, he's there. He's hitting his numbers. He's doing all of his metrics. Everything's hidden. But we're still looking for that third intangible item, and, and I'm just not sure that, you know, what's going to happen, to be honest with you. Well, Brad, while you're on the phone, we'll go ahead and uh, talk about it. We'll go ahead and give our predictions, and you're right. You know, I I do think that Kid Crazy is going to continue to uh, continue to uh, be undefeated in these ladder matches. I think he is going to continue to be uh, dominant in these ladder matches. I mean, Steve-O is coming off of a knee injury of his own, one of the most debilitating injuries that you can have. Kid Crazy knows that. Kid Crazy's been sitting on the sideline for, what is it, three-plus years now. Three years now waiting for this moment to get back at you, Brad, and that's a lot of motivation. I think Kid Crazy gets the job done Saturday. You know, and I've thought about that, and I think – that without, you know, I'm not giving the game plan away, but I'm sure that MC's experienced enough to know that, you know, the, I think that the, the, what we're looking at here is, a, is an issue of perception. Um, and is this going to be more about this payback towards me? Or can MC somehow correct? Because we know, and I've worked with, with kids. You know, I worked with Kid in other organizations, in other factions. I won't mention any names because I, I won't. I refuse to say those names on uh, out in the indie scene. Again, it was a bad time, but we worked together. I've recruited Kid per se. Uh, Michael, you remember those days? Yeah. You remember the days of uh, trying to persuade him to come over? You know, I mean, there was a time that we recruited him, so I know how he operates. I know how he, what he thinks. And, and and I know that, I, you know, one of the best things that I can hope for is that his focus is truly on just me and that he does see, tend to overlook his opponent in the ring, Steve-O. Because if he does, it's going to be a short night and, and Steve-O is going to be able to celebrate being an Evolution champion. Well, so that's Brad, where, you know, the onus has to go on, on MC here in the next 48 hours to, to real – this mindset into, hey, you got a match, bro, you know? And so that, that's where we're at now, I think. That may be the third intangible item. Well, Brad, before we go ahead and go over to Cornbread for his projection for this Evolution Championship matchup, real quick, I want you to answer the assertion from uh, Kid Crazy, saying that he everything was great. You guys were riding on top with that group, the infamous connection. And then he goes down with an injury, and he says you abandoned him. How do you answer those assertions? Well, first of all, I never abandoned kid. You know, there was a lot of things behind the scenes that that didn't get portrayed. There was leadership that would say anything and everything to you so that they were taken care of. But as soon as the next ride showed up, you were – you know, you were trash, and that's what they would tell people. Uh, same thing goes for some of the insiders into the infamous connection. Um, I, I never abandoned Kid. That's the thing. I had a mutual respect for Kid, uh, but 
when when he goes down and he tells me he's not coming back, you know, um, there's nothing there's nothing I could do about it. I moved on, and unfortunately, in the three and a half years that he was gone, circumstances worked their way the way they did, and I've come to an understanding that 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 side is not what I wanted to be in it, and so. If, if he wants to take it personal like I left him, then that was half the problem of why we didn't succeed fully on that level, kind of like certain other individuals. But I'm not here to do that. Well, Brad, I know you're pretty busy. You can feel free to uh, stay on if you uh, choose for the rest of the card. I know this is something. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. I'm staying on. I'm, I'm staying on the whole the whole entire show, Mike. I've been giving clearance, so I'm on the okay. whole entire show. Go ahead and Cornberry. Uh, go ahead and give us your projection for this rooftop ladder match. Who gets it done? Who walks out the ASWF Evolution Champion? Um, if I have to, and 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 Brad, uh, if you're still on the line. Um, I, I want to um, ask you a question after I make my prediction here. Um, I say if I, I say if my prediction is first before I get to the question. If it comes down to a mistake-free matchup here, Kid Crazy's got it. If if Kid Crazy takes one too many chances. And takes his own self out. Steve-O can walk in unscathed and walk out unscathed as the Evolution Champion. So it's, I say it's still a fifty-one. I say it's still a, a fifty-forty-nine ratio here. Um, it, it's it's too tough to call. It's a very tough matchup, and like Brad said, you know, it could very well come down to the, that final intangible that uh, who is going to win, and I believe that final intangible on my side would be uh, Kid Crazy's undefeated streak in ladder matches. Uh, you, one thing I do want to make mention of, Aaron mentions, you know, Steve-O's height advantage. He doesn't have to climb up as far on the ladder, and it could play a part. Uh, Brad, are you guys uh, – are you guys putting your eggs, or at least some of your eggs, in that basket? Uh, the height advantage is Steve-O. Um, I mean, Michael, you, you're an astute um, historian in wrestling. I I'm, I'm literally have gone and, and racked my brain on any possible matchups that have ever occurred like this before. And I can't think of any because they've all been relatively close in comparison to sizes. So it's it's an unknown factor. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, like I said, in this. And I, I, you would think so, but, I mean, does the size really matter when it it's at the expense of agility and speed? You know, I don't want to I, – I don't ever want to sound like I'm – you know, belittling the abilities of Steve-O, my friend and, uh, you know, guy that I'll be happening to, to advise this weekend. But, uh, you know, he'll tell you. We've had this conversation before. I mean, he's ready to go. He feels like he can get it done. But he's he knows that there are limitations and, 
and things of that nature that balance each other out and then they counterbalance. And so, you know, size, does it really matter? Who knows? I mean, yeah, he can get to the top of the ladder quicker by taking less steps, but at the same time, you know, how long the speed and the, and the stamina of a smaller guy could be, could be a factor that's, that works against him. I don't know. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Brad. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Brad, I want to ask you this question quickly. Um, would it, would that be okay? Sure. Go ahead. Um, and, and Mike, uh, feel, uh, feel free to weigh in a little bit on it afterwards. Cause I know you and I discussed this earlier before Brad came on, but Brad, I wanted to ask you, um, of course, since Halloween Resurrection, of course, when it came to the Evolution Championship and when Steve-O made his return, it's been insane shame, insane shame, insane shame. That was his whole mindset until what happened two weeks ago when Kid Crazy appeared on the on the scene. You, were, of course, were choked out by Steel Chain, and Kid Crazy made, uh, made his presence known. And now with the wrench thrown in uh, with this rooftop ladder uh, stipulation for the Evolution Championship, how does that change your strategy when you when literally you was all set for insane change, but now it's get crazy in the mix? How does that? Uh, I mean, does that affect your strategy? Well, I think I think I can best sum that up by saying 10%. And this is why I say that, because we're going, we're going to go 110%. We were going at 100% with Shane, right? Shane's yeah. a great athlete, mixed martial artist. He can throw kicks, he can punch, he can choke out, he can move, he can fly, he can do whatever. But then, you, but then he goes out. So we've, we've already prepared for this. But now right. comes Kid Crazy. And Kid Crazy adds an extra ten percent to to what you're gonna what it's gonna take to win Saturday night, and that is because he's a veteran. He's savvy. He's undefeated in these types of matches. He knows what to do. He knows how to, to manipulate the system. He knows, you know, his, his ring awareness is unperpetuated un- by anybody else in this right. business right now. So we're we're at hundred and ten percent moving forward. And we just had the, the little nuances that we've had to pick up since since he's been involved, and in a two week time period, we're just not sure that we can that that Steve is going to have it all down and ready to go. But by God, he's going to try, and he's going to give it everything he's got to prove to those fans that 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 and to himself that that he can win the Evolution title. So, you know, it's going to be a war, and yeah. we're a little bit behind the eight ball. But you know what? Steve-O's ready for it, and I, and, and I feel good about our chances, uh, given the circumstances. Mike? I mean, uh, definitely supremely confident. Brad, uh, I think you said you're going to be able to stick around as well for the rest of the show. So, gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and move on now that we've made our projections. And obviously, Brad, with, uh abstaining from making a projection in that one. But we're going to go ahead and move on to the Secret Santa Tag Team Championship matchup. This is the finals for the ASWS Tag Team Championship. Obviously, we remember 
the one decision that Joey Bird made in his commissionership that I've actually agreed with, he righted a wrong and uh, took the ASWF Tag Team Championship from a fan uh, who captured him, cheating, might I add, uh, this past Halloween Resurrection. A tag team tournament was issued. Uh, the Manai and the Storybook Prince and Gary and Tier quickly became the one and two seeds. Uh, and then everything else kind of shook out its way. And now we are down to the final two seeds or the final two uh, tag teams in this thing is where the Storybook Prince, Gaston, and Gary and Tier, the number one overall seed, get ready to take on Excalibur and Will Cage this Saturday night in this tag team championship matchup. Uh, I mean, just saying, experience is on the uh, side of the number one ranked seed. They're the number one ranked seed for a reason. It's going to be tough to knock off the former champs. (sighs) Well, uh, you know, uh, I've had some dealings with the former champions um, and the number one seeds, obviously, uh, with when I was with uh, representing the Vincent brothers. And, and, and they are obviously no slouch to the game. But, you know, guys, I, I'm liking the, the Will and, and, and X uh, combination here, uh, honestly. I like the expertise of Excalibur and just the gritty – you know, do whatever it takes, uh, Will Cage. So I'm I'm thinking possible upset here, guys. Cornbread? Well, if I have to handicap this one, um, teamwork the last couple of weeks that we've seen, been seeing more of, we've been seeing more of Tier and Gaston. And however, with with that being said, um, if they're the opportunists like they are, they'll walk out the new tag team champions. They'll go into 2020 as the new tag team champions. But to Brad's point, if the veteran, that being Excalibur, uses his experience and will cage you know, usually, you know, because we, we, we've seen enough of Will Cage to, to know, you know, a little bit of his style. I think it comes down to a styles clash here. No pun intended. It'll be a styles clash because it'll be the case of the opportunist versus some say the wild card here. But we all know that Will Cage and Excalibur are way more than qualified to win any championship in the NSWF. So if You're I really it. have to pick this one, yeah, mm-hmm. if I really have to pick this one, I'll probably just by a narrow margin, and I mean a narrow margin, I'll probably say uh, Tier and Gaston, just by a narrow margin. Well, and gentlemen, I didn't uh, let you guys know this for a reason to begin with because I wanted your opinion in just a straight-up tag team matchup, but the ASWF Board of Directors has ruled this, as I said at the top, 
a secret Santa matchup. Now, what that means, if you guys have been listening to the live videos this week, uh, that means that there will be Santa bags located around ringside filled with weapons. And these guys wow. those weapons. So, Brad, I'm going to go to you first. Who do you does that change your thought track uh in this tag team finals? Um, not really to me. I still think that and I still think you have to give the, the slight edge to especially when you put that in there, to the to, to a gentleman that was formerly unhinged and a guy that's no stranger to that style of Competition and combativeness in the ASWS. So it actually makes me makes me liken more the team of Will Cage and, and Excalibur. Okay, okay. Cornbread, does that change your thoughts any? Mm, honestly speaking, um, it may have changed it a little bit, but um, like I say, somehow, some way. The results are still will still be the same, so it, it's going to be. I, I I don't think it changes that much, but I mean it it will be nuts. Is all I can say come Saturday. It absolutely will. I think uh, we have two projections for the storybook prints and Gary and Tier, myself and Cornbread, and then I think Brad, you're on an island by yourself picking. Excalibur, the ASWF Hall of Famer in the uh, formerly unhinged, as you called them, Will Cage. Uh, Aaron in the comment section says, love both teams. Please, X, don't change your entrance song. I love it. Uh, <laughs> certainly going to be one to watch and, you know, that possible sleeper pick for match of the night. And, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, the next one is for the richest prize in the Mid-South, and what I'm going to uh, go ahead and say is the most unfair matchup of the night for the ASWF Championship. It'll be the champion, the original Misfit Josh Cross, defending against not only the great man, Max Stone, but also the psychotic savior, Cataclysm. Like I said, completely unfair championship advantage thrown out the window here in this contest. The champ doesn't even have to be involved in the finish for to lose his championship. Uh, Cornbread, I'm going to go ahead and go to you. Uh, how do you break this one down? And, and, um, name those three competitors again, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you my opinion. Josh Cross, Max Stone, and Cataclysm. Wow, Stone Storm back in the mix. Mm. This is this is yeah. Too bad I can't use Steiner math in this one. Um, this is a, you know I've said on this program many times. You know there are three classifications of um, three three no three man matches. There's a regular triple threat, the elimination, and then there's sudden death. Too bad the sudden death rule doesn't apply to Josh Cross. 
because if it was sudden death, then he would need to be involved in the decision in order for the belt to change hands. But because this is not elimination nor sudden death, and it's just flat out triple flat, like you said, championship advantage out the window. That being said, he may be the one retaining the title. Okay. Okay. Brad? Wow. Whew. You know, I'm glad not to be in that one uh, from any kind of standpoint other than an onlooker. Uh, but well, I mean, you have familiarity with Josh Cross, that's for sure. Uh, it was only a year ago, like you mentioned. I was coward. Um <laughs> The only other biggest coward in that in the game is between him and Kid Crazy, it's one and two. But anyway, um, no, uh, Cataclysm, whoo, hard to go against that. Right. Coward. Um, don't even care for him, but he'll he'll find a way, I'm sure to he'll find a way, I'm sure to to weasel the championship back around his, his waist. But the 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 wild card in all of this is uh shall we say down that old uh, back road there, uh Max Stone. Out of nowhere answering yeah. the challenge and so does does Josh Cross now eat his words when issuing that open challenge that he thought no one would answer? Uh I like Max Stone in this match. I really do. I, I like Max Stone. Um, but I'm going to swerve it at the very end and say that Cataclysm takes the victory because I believe that Cataclysm's driven. I saw a post on Facebook today. I don't know if you guys caught it, but I saw a Facebook post where apparently Josh Cross tampered with the Book of Manai, and I think that's going to be enough mm-hmm. to drive the the big psychotic savior to the brink of absolute destruction. So if I'm Max Stone and I'm Josh Cross, I'd be prepping for their last meals because I think Cataclysm rolls in this one big, big time. Okay. Okay. Hey, okay. We got... uh, but... Go ahead. I, 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 I was going to say, sorry to interrupt, Mike, but I, I was going to say, uh, before, uh, before you make your pick, and I'm going to ask you this question, and you can follow up this along with your pick. Don't you kind of think that Josh Cross really kind of really gotten inside the emotions and inside the mental capacities of cataclysm when he stepped on that book of Manai uh, two weeks ago? What yours? Absolutely. I think Josh Cross has been living in the mind of every ASWF superstar short of maybe the big man Tay Tumor and even to a point even the big man, Kay Toomer, he's been in his head uh, since Halloween Resurrection. It's worked out for him so far. And against insurmountable odds, I think Josh Cross does walk out Saturday night with the ASWF championship. But it's going to be a heck of a challenge. I'll say that. Uh, the greatest gym known to man we haven't seen in the Valiant Arena in quite a while. Uh, the psychotic savior we haven't seen in the ASWF championship picture in quite a while. What a redemption story it would be for Cataclysm should he be able to win this get, win this matchup 
and get his trophy. If you remember, Brad, you remember when he was champion. That's what he called it, his trophy, back in the trophy case of the Manai. Well, I don't like redemption well, stories. I'm taking Josh mm-hmm. Cross in this one. Well, I was going to say, right before um, – go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just said shocker that that uh, the old weasel over there would pick Josh Cross like we didn't know that was coming. He's the champ. He's a deserving champ, and he's the best daggone champ we've had in a recent memory, I'll be honest with you. No, about no that. he's not. No, he's not. He's ringing. He's ducked and dodged. And now he's finally got the opportunity that he can't run and duck and dodge because, let's be honest, if he was a true, wasn't a coward, he would have fought the big man months ago. But whatever. I'll move on. I'm so, you're so jaded. I don't even know what's wrong with you. Well, 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 well I'll step in and say this. And I'm pretty sure um, ASW Worker Books can correct me if I'm wrong on this one. But before Max Stone entered that title picture, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Josh Cross's last title defense against Cataclysm? Uh, you should ask the guy that, that's in love with Josh Cross. Michael, you tell me, because you're the one that he can do no wrong. You know his whole history. Let us, please let us know. Are you talking about before Cataclysm became ASWF champion? No, 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 no. This was recently. Oh, yes, yes. Before he defended the championship uh, against Max Stone two weeks ago, I believe he had a title match. Or no, excuse me, it was the first show coming off of Halloween Resurrection that uh, – that, uh, Cataclysm became number one contender. Yeah, with uh, Cataclysm earned his championship shot against Josh Cross, and uh, they had their matchup, and, you know, the big man came out, and uh, once again just proves my point correct about this. The, the ASWF champion, Josh Cross, is living in the mind of everybody in the ASWF locker room. And, Brad, uh, I got a message for you here in the comment section here. Luke Justice says you better shut your mouth, Brad, before you end up in the hospital with Ray Ray and Asa Morta. <laughs> I like these kids more and more. Well, yeah. uh, with all due respect to uh, to Luke Justice over there, um, he might want to worry about what's in front of him and not worry about uh, anything going on over here on this side. And... Uh, because is is even Mr. 99% and Bad Brad are no longer with us, believe me when I say I still have connections to some very powerful individuals that could change the whole mindset. So I'd pretty much worry about your own side over there, kid. Well, Brad, let's go ahead and talk about that matchup. It's the what's now being billed as the Krampus's Playground match, more formally known as Satan's Playground. It's going to be uh, it's going to be the Manai as they take on Pure Excellence 
and it's going to be the Manai Pure Excellence, and of course, Luke Justice and Peyton McAllister, collectively known as Lone Justice. Brad, we've seen quite a few Devil's Playgrounds, Cornbread, you are you have as well. And, you know, as Ray so eloquently yep. put it, the last time we saw one of these matchups, Ray scaled to the top of the cage and ended up almost ending his career. So we know what Ray's willing to put his body through. I'm pretty sure we've got an idea of what Lone Justice is willing to put their bodies through. And, of course, we have pure excellence thrown in there almost as a wild card acting as a spoiler for both teams. Brad, we'll go with you. We'll start with you this time. How do you handicap this one? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, all all credit goes to the Justice – what was the name of the team? Lone Justice. Well, what was it? Lone Justice, Lone Ranger, it doesn't really matter. Um, thing about it is, is I'm pretty sure that uh, them boys are probably just about as old as the Suicide Kings been in this business. Um, and, and on top of that, you have to think, I mean, what was it? I can't even remember, four, five, six, seven months ago, we witnessed the Suicide King head bounce off the concrete and still get up, complete the match, uh, basically just in a zombie-like state. Then you have Pure Excellence, which is the team of Maverick and X-Ray. Yeah, could they be the spoilers? Yeah. They could, but it's just hard for me, guys. It's very hard for me in a match like this after seeing penitentiary of pain matches, after seeing the Devil's Playground-style matches. You know, all of these different types of matches, I've seen the Suicide King and and uh, Ace Samorta, and, and there's another one. Like, I believe that if you had to take the definition of hardcore um, from current uh, superstars, uh, and, and you know, and, and wrestlers now in, in the ASWF, I'd say that the, the picture would do the the talking, and it would be uh, the Suicide King Ray and, and Ace of Mortar would be the definition of hardcore currently in the ASWF, albeit with the respect of the original King of Hardcore, who we saw in a match not too long ago, uh, Jim Chitty. But but remaining talent uh, out there week in week out. Uh, my my vote goes for the Manai in this match. Well, Brad, uh, while you were talking there, uh, Luke Justice has been very active in the comment section. He says he's going to hit Maverick so hard his eye is going to go back straight. He said that was then. This is now referring to Ray, your comments on Ray Ray. And well, finally, he says when we are done, neither Ray Ray or Asa Morta is going to be able to stand. Well, I, I tell you. <laughs> Look, I love it. I, I love the fire and the determination and the, the grit and the desire, and that's going to carry them boys a long way in this in this business. But it's not going to carry them to where they need to be today. And it's not going to where they're going to be carrying them there tomorrow or Saturday or Sunday. 
it's going to carry him a ways, but not right now. Um, and, and you got to think, you know, Michael, I've, I've, I have literally felt what it's like to be hit with a weapon inside that ring by the Suicide King repeatedly over and over and over and over. And I'm not so sure that that's something that they're ready for. Okay. How are they going to react when the the insanest player in the game right now, besides Cataclysm, snaps? Because that's a possibility too, guys. How long is Ray going to be there, and when's he going to snap? Because, Michael, you know what's going on? This is a match right here that could trigger the Suicide King within the blink of an eye. And then what happens? <laughs> I think there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of it that, that they need to think about before they go into this match. It's just, Michael, regardless of what you think, you have to intelligently believe that this could be a dangerous setup for anybody in there. With, with with the volatile, uh, mentally inst- unstable Suicide King Array or whoever it is. Well, Brad, I, Aaron has an interesting take. He says Pure Excellence is going to sneak in and take the one, two, three because the Manai and Long Justice will be taking care of each other. And Luca again just commented, says the only thing that is going to snap is his body when we are finished. Cornbread, how do you have this matchup going? Well, I have it I have it as this. You know, if it's opportunist, then somehow, some way, X Ray and Maverick are gonna try to sneak in and try to get the victory. But uh let me let me say this publicly. I really hope that Lone Justice be careful what they ask for and be careful what they signed up for because they have literally signed up for a match that bottom line and, and maybe maybe this may be for me personally I have not seen Luke Justice in nor Hey McAllister those two young kids they have, they have a great upside to them, no question about it, a great future but with that being said, um, I feel sorry for them. And granted, I'm, I'm, I'm look, I'm, I may be a little bit too, quote unquote, sympathetic when it comes to all the competitors, because you know matches like this shortens careers, it takes years off your life. Mm-hmm. With with that being said, if this match is not for Manat to win. Then we sincerely have a major problem because you know we may we may we saw it in in, in the Manat six man match that they won, which was a match of the year candidate. Manat would do anything and take any risk just to put some pain, hurt, and blues on any opponent they're in the ring with, and unfortunately. For those two other teams, they just walked into um, purgatory, so to speak. So this is Manaz to win, hands down. But I will be very, very surprised, and I will be very, very shocked. And 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if I fall out of my chair if somehow, some way, Lone Justice wins this match. But this is nice to win. It's there. Well, Cornbread, you better make sure you have a seatbelt in that chair this Saturday night because I'm going to go ahead yeah. and say it right now. I'm going to call the upset. Lone Justice is not only going to win this Saturday night. Number one, pure excellence isn't even going to be a factor. Lone Justice is going to make it look easy Saturday night, taking out the Suicide King and the Mistress of Mayhem, Asa Morta. I mean, you did, hit the nail on the head. Did you just play red. easy? I, I said easy. Did you just play? I said easy, Fred. You hit the nail on the head when you said these two young kids, these two young guns, as I've called them before, have tremendous, tremendous upside. I don't believe we have seen a team the level of Lone Justice in the ASWF in its 20 almost 21 years of existence. I don't see them being stopped anytime soon by the Manai. I don't see them being stopped anytime soon by Pure Excellence. I see big things coming for Lone Justice, and that's why I'm picking them this Saturday night in the Krampus' playground matchup. Gentlemen? Well, let me ask you this question. Since you made that pick, do you think they will win that match if and only if the Suicide King takes one too many risks? I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. I think that the Suicide King will make an appearance Saturday night, and I believe it will be one risk too many. I, honestly, I'll call my shot right now. Ray will end up back on top of the cage, and he will try to dive off. This time, Ray won't be getting up in time to finish the match, and that's why Lone Justice will be left like a pack of wolves surrounding the Mistress of Mayhem. It's going to be over. And I think well, it's going to guess- be like a fairly easy. I was gonna say, I guess, I guess it's like the um, old game show, old game show rules say, hey, um, the picks you take equal the mute, <laughs> the picks you make equal the mutes you take, and I mean, I'm not ruling out anybody in this match. I'm just fearing for the safety of all of them, especially the young guns, because this, like I, I said it before, and you said it many times, this is a match that can either make you or break you. This is. This is a match that takes years off your life and will shorten your career. I tell you, Luke Justice just commented something that, may, that you know, makes you pause. Brad, I'll let you have a comment on this before we get ready to wrap things up. Luke Justice comment says, if he even makes it to the match. Brad, Ooh. did uh, Lone Justice just call the shot? Well, I mean, I don't know what they have in mind, to be honest with you, but, um, you know, it would, obviously, they're, they're hell-bent on, on destroying on destroying Ray at this point. So, what to see? Honestly, we'll have to see. I mean, I've seen a lot 
what appears to be a lot more seasoned individuals trying to take them out. It hasn't worked yet. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, well, Brad, as our guest, well, Brad, as our guest, we'll go ahead and uh, let you have your first opportunity. Go ahead and uh, give us your final thoughts. Just a little under 48 hours, about 46 and hours and 45 minutes till bell time at Hostel Holidays. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and direct this towards two individuals, uh, one of them being MC and the other one being Kid Crazy. You know, MC, you decided to bring back a part of my past that uh, I was kind of hoping it stayed away. Kid, you decided to interject yourself into this situation, hell-bent on trying to get revenge on me, and now you have a date with Steve-O this, this Saturday in a ladder match for the Evolution title, and you're saying you're playing for keeps. Well, Steve-O's playing for keeps as well. And uh, I think the experience level coming from the advisory roles that we both play in this with both individuals, you know, hands down would have to be in my court, you know, like the experience. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and call it right now that I think that, that Steve-O's determination, hard will, and grit take the match. So, boys, y'all better bring it Saturday if you want to walk out of that as an evolution champion because we're coming. And we're actually, we're not even coming. We've always been there. You're the ones that are making your move on us. And uh, Steve-O's got it. So we're, we're prepared, guys. And that's, that's my final thought on this week. Cornbread, go ahead. Well, I'll tell you this. And, and, and for those who are on the line um, with us on Talk Radio 49, and for everybody out there that's listening that's understanding my voice, listen and listen carefully. Best you be there at the Valley of the Ray of the Saturday, 201 Highway 367 North. Best you be there this Saturday. I'm, I'm going to one up Mike's comment when he said, talking about an a, a awesome car top to bottom. Come on. It'll be one of the best shows of the year. Make sure you are there at the Valiant Arena, Tucker in Arkansas. Only five bucks to get in. Trust me. It is the show you do not want to miss. We, I'll give you two guarantees. We're guaranteed new tag team champions, and we're guaranteed a new evolution champion. And bottom line, another guarantee, it will be an incredible night of wrestling that you do not want to miss. Or better yet, let, let me throw out wrestling for just a moment. It will be an incredible night of professional sports that you do not want to miss. Make sure you are right there at the back of the ring. Of course, myself and Mike Carter call the action. Make sure you are there at the back of the arena. Start to finish this Saturday night. Yes, we jump-started everything 7 o'clock. This Saturday night, make sure you are right there at the legendary Valley arena for an incredible all-star night of professional wrestling and professional sports. Three championship matches were guaranteed two new champions. Best you be there this Saturday to buy an arena. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, Cornbread, I thank you for that rousing uh, final thought. But uh, 
Here it is. It breaks down like this. Christmas is coming early to the city of Tuckerman, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Like Cornbread yep. mentioned, he hit the nail on the head. We are guaranteed two new champions in ASWS and possibly a third if you look at the odds. You're looking at what could be a match, a card full of match of the year candidates for this year. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at uh, a night that could uh, do exactly what I have been talking about this whole time, where the young guys could very well take over the uh, yard, so to speak, in the ASWF. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for my broadcast colleague, Mr. Cornbread, and for Mr. Brad Hicks, I encourage you, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Kids get six and under are going to get in for free, but it's only $5 to see the best action in the Mid-South. Uh, it's going to be a big night, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of big implications for the year 2020. The last aftermath of 2020 wrapping up. The last show of 2020 for the ASWF, the, or 2019, excuse me, for the ASWF going to kick off in about 46 hours and 39 minutes and counting. You can literally feel the anticipation growing as we count down. Join me tomorrow night, 7 p.m. sharp. We're going to give away our final pair of tickets and once again review Krampus's playground matchup. Ladies and gentlemen, for my broadcast colleague, Cornbread, I am the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan. We'll see you Saturday night at Hostel Holiday. Look out. When I get to-